0: good evening viewer uh welcome to our number two episode um i'm dave we've got rob and phil we're still guys uh and it's still night so we're glad to have you with us uh and uh we hope we don't disappoint tonight and as always we promise you'll get your pay for uh so that being said how are you doing rob better than you apparently yeah, I've been I've been fighting the man flu and or man covid and or man cold uh, and and snowpocalypse. Um, you see a snow you that? Say, say that again?
1: You have snowpox? Is that like Maybe. Alaskan monkeypox?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one with a <laughs> with a 10 foot with an icicle with someone else's <laughs> carrot. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch that with a ten foot usic. And if you know what an usic is, you're welcome for that joke. Um, <laughs> Phil, how are you doing? Better than you as well. We had like two inches of
2: snow last week. But it's gone now. It's a 75 degrees, 80 degrees day here today. So,
0: yeah, it was probably a real rough time sweeping the driveway, wasn't it? It, it was.
2: It was. I I kind of sweated a bit today. It was kind of kind of uncouth. Okay. So.
0: For, for um, it
1: wasn't the 10 inches of snow. It was the sub-zero temperatures that you usually don't get here and the frozen water lines on our camper. But we're good. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah.
0: that's, yeah. How long were they frozen?
1: Um, About nine hours because that's how long it took me to build a makeshift skirt around the RV and get a blast heater going under there and get them defrosted.
0: And that was going to be my next question is what handyman, uh, remedy did you rig up? And well, there you go. So oh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Painter's, uh, plastic, um, duct tape needed a heat gun to get the duct tape to work. Cause it was sub zero, yeah. um, and a, uh, 60,000 BTU propane heater.
0: Yeah. No, uh, little known fact, duct tape, just like ducks don't work below freezing. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <Cool>. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, uh, I've got a little bit of an outline for us. As I told you gentlemen before, I was going to try to have a better outline, um, but snowpocalypse and the man cold flu COVID hit me. So I'm a little bit behind, um, but I'll try to share with you where we're going to go just uh, in just enough time to give you preparation for where we're going to go. So um, item number one, and this is how you can tell this is a real high quality production. Uh, I'm looking down at my note card. Note card Item number one was an intro. We did that already. So no. <laughs> we're already killing it. Um, and we did talk offline um, after last episode, which was two weeks ago. So not last week's episode, unless our viewer viewed that one last week. And then it was last week's episode for him and or her. Um, but... We talked offline about bringing a more biblical lens to it intentionally. Uh, And so that's something that I want the viewer and or viewers to know that we're going to do. I don't really have a good plan for that tonight, Um, but we'll try and look at everything through that lens intentionally. Uh, And then hopefully by next episode, I'll have something dialed in for us to do that more systematically and intentionally. Uh, I want to look over some current events. Obviously, we got to talk about Texas. Um, I've got my... Uh, come and take it, patch on in honor of Texas and what they are doing. Um, and then also, we're going to talk about the Ben Shapiro, Tom McDonald um, rap. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's the best I can do. Um, we've got uh, Phil, do you have your squares that you're going to talk about? I'm very square, yes. Okay. Yeah, you, are, you are hip. I'm squared away on that, sir. You're, yeah, thank you. Yeah, too hip to be a square, but also squared away. Um, and do you have oh, advice for your dad, for Phil's dad's advice? No. No? That's okay. I'll think of something while we talk here. Okay. Rob, yes. I meant to ask you. Um, do you... Because we'll just, we'll just imagine that most of the people most of the person watching uh hey, is
1: I have my square
0: oh nice. nice i didn't know we were all <laughs> supposed to bring squares Yeah, hold on
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome Man. this is not planned no wasn't well, it? It was- <laughs> It
0: was with. I had Phil. no idea we were doing squares today. <laughs> oh, you gotta check group chat uh, more than that me. Funny. Yeah. There's um, a group chat? <laughs> sometimes. Um, so yeah. So if you uh, if you viewer or most of our viewers or and or most of our viewer uh, don't know anything about squares, they're actually really cool and useful. Uh, you'll learn a little bit there. I had been meaning to ask you, Rob, if uh you wanted to share some fancy coffee snobbery tips. Um oh. let's just imagine that yeah. most of our most of our viewer is like me and is um not very fancy with anything culinary and they can use some coffee tips. And if they can't, if they're already fancy and it's useless for them, I need to learn more. Um so I'm happy to um To learn about that. Phil doesn't need coffee, um, but we can just help him work on his patience. I don't know. While he just suffers through watching us talk about coffee. So uh, I'm going to ask you for a coffee tip later. If you can field that question.
1: I'm sure I could figure something out.
0: Okay. All right. So that's, I think that's our um, intentionality or that's our, (laughs) that's my intention at this point. We'll do some current events. We'll do some tools. Phil's dad's wisdom, uh, and coffee tips. I th- and we're going to try to do it all through a biblical lens, um, and I'll try to facilitate that as we go along, and then in future episodes be more intentional about that. Um, but let's start off with current events. Texas. If I wanted to know what was going on, and I hadn't been on Twitter... How would you explain the events at the border, Phil? Well,
2: I would say that Biden's border patrol was under orders not to actually stop people. They're letting folks in facilitating entry. And then once they snagged a few that they they noticed, they would Mm -hmm. then let them loose into the country with, you know, um, orders to come report to court in like five years. So. Texas finally had enough of it and they mm-hmm. decided that they were going to bring their own national guard in there and secure the border.
0: Those heroes.
2: Yeah. And so national guard, you got to love them. And, um, so the problem was that war patrol was, was in the way. So Texas asked them to leave very, very politely, I'm sure. And, um, so they had to leave and then Texas put
0: up sea wire and razor wire along the fence
2: Whoa!
0: The I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta back up. You just said C wire and razor wire, as if they are two different things. I've seen pictures of both. Yes. Explain that. Ex- explain how they're different to me.
2: So razor wire actually has like razor sharp bladed stuff on it uh-huh. uh, that will slice you up after you get encumbered in it. And mm-hmm. C wire, concertina wire, is what it's called because it's like a concertina that spans like a slinky. Hmm. so there's razor wire but um but the c wire is it's not sharp but it is pointy It has little pointy barbs on it and hmm. so if you touch it or step on it it'll snag your clothes or your skin and if you set it up right where it's not pulled too tight then if you step in the middle strand the other two will collapse in on your leg and kind of catch it right there and you get all tangled up it's a pain i put out tons of it back in the day uh i've lost many a uniform to being torn up by the stuff um we don't have it's the right really gloves. the kinder,
1: gentler okay. wire.
2: It is, yeah. C wire is a kinder, gentler wire. It's true. Yeah, yeah, that's the Air Force wire. Marines probably use the razor wire. I don't know. Eh,
1: Ooh, no, but, I can't. We we use okay. plenty of C wire.
0: <laughs> so now that we're all more can't razor wire and understand the difference, um, they they put up the C wire and the razor wire. Why yeah. don't they call razor wire R wire if they call C wire C wire? Probably because razor
2: wire sounds way cooler.
0: Okay.
2: So yeah. that's my only guess.
0: Okay, so we're back to the wire being put up and taken yep. down. So the
2: wire is put up, and then Biden, his administration, said, hey, you can't do that. And they went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, yeah, I guess you really can't. You have to let you know the Border Patrol in there. You can't block them. And mm. Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, he said, uh, no, no, you can't. We're not going to obey that order. Mm. And then to retaliate against that, um, just today, Biden has canceled all or paused all. Uh, um, what is it? The natural gas uh, mm. development, which hurts Texas economy, of course, and mm. ours as well. Um, so, so he's trying to punish them and make them behave as he wants them to.
0: So, mm. it, is it fair to say that he's telling them, if you don't enforce laws, or if you enforce laws that are on the book, if you don't. Stop enforcing the laws that exist. Right. Uh, we will starve your people out.
2: Yes, we will. So the impose federal economic sanctions on them. Yeah,
0: the Ooh. federal
1: government has imposed economic sanctions against a state
2: for following and enforcing the laws that the government is supposed to enforce but doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah, mm.
0: is that a form of economic warfare? <clears throat> One could say yes. It could just cut the word economic. It's not economic friendliness. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I would say it's a step in that direction and not accidentally. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So that's the showdown at the border. Um, Last I checked, 25 states, uh, including my own, have supported Mm -hmm. Texas in this. Yeah. Yep. I think all of our states have, right? Uh, Yeah.
1: Um, I hope Tennessee – Yes, he did. Yeah, I just got here, so I'm kind of learning the ropes.
0: <laughs> nice, um, Rob. Before this, told me about an interview with a nice young man who represented the immigrant class well. Uh, very articulate. It sounded like in the messaging that he was yeah. um, communicating over the interview. What What was that messaging, Rob? That he he said.
1: Yeah, uh, so it was a. I don't know if it was an independent reporter, but uh, essentially. This, this uh, gentleman who uh, was very well-dressed and very well-spoken um, said, um, called the reporter. I believe he said he was an idiot or was not intelligent. And if he was intelligent, he wouldn't be talking to him um, because he would know who he is. But don't worry, you're going to know who I am soon enough. Mm. Um, that's a uh, paraphrase of, yeah. of the exchange. Um, and then within, I think, I don't know, 24 48 hours, uh, the guy's identity was uncovered. Um, and I don't have notes in front of me, but essentially he is a convicted terrorist. He spent time in jail. Mm. And now he has illegally crossed the, our Southern border into the U S and communicated the threat to one of our, um, to one of our countrymen. So
0: now when a former convicted terrorist says, you will know who I am, it doesn't mean that they're going to know who he is. Cause he's going to be about some national gentrification yeah, you he's not start
1: starting a podcast. I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't think that's his intention.
0: He's not going to be the next Joe Rogan. Probably not. Probably not. Okay, that's that's. You know what? I'd say that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, coming at
2: it from an from an anti-terrorist training standpoint, I might say that even conveys like intent of something which mm. goes into our yeah. threat risk assessment matrix.
0: Yeah, and if I. If I'm thinking back to training I have received, when somebody who's a known terrorist also says something like that, and they're here illegally, the one thing you're not supposed to do is let them roam on their own recognizance, right? Like that's the wrong answer?
2: Like what CBP
0: wanted to do. Yeah, like that's the the wrongest of the wrong answers, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I. it's been a minute, um, but I, okay. So, uh, sounds like Texas is doing the right thing. And, but for um, how long?
2: That's the question.
0: Like, well.
2: Because we, we're counting on a Republican to hold the line when the pressure is on, and that hasn't happened in a long time.
0: Yeah, but if anything can be said about Greg Abbott right now, he's not taking this one sitting down, and that's important. <laughs> Yes. Too soon too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so far he's doing a really good job. Well I, I think, roll I with think
1: Greg. best case scenario here is that um, people, that the other states don't just um, say that they support Texas but that they actually whatever whatever it is that the government's now withholding from Texas, I actually think we have a responsibility as um, as states to essentially make up for that deficit. Um, I know that, that would be the best case scenario. It would it would put the federal government in its right place, which is we really yeah. don't need you. Um, yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I will say my state has historically been sending people down there, and I'm curious to see if that continues to occur. I um, know Virginia did um, <coughs> last year me.
2: send people uh, national guards down to help out. I don't know if they still are. If they're still down there, I've not looked at mm. that at all. So, okay. I'm curious to well, see.
1: I- I'm I'm assuming it sounds like they've also I'm I'm saying specifically for the economic sanctions too. Um, they Texas probably doesn't need personnel. Um, although it's a great gesture, but mm-hmm. I think um, I think it would be great now if these 25 governors would do the economic sanctions to keep uh, to keep those programs going, protect yeah. the economy in Texas.
0: And if I'm gonna I'm gonna impose our our biblical lens on this a little bit. A lot of people are saying you should let migrants cross because that's loving your neighbor. Jesus was a migrant. Um, The obvious hole in that, I think, is it's not loving your neighbor to let the criminals and the child traffickers and the drug mules across, nor the military-aged males from foreign countries who hate your country. Like, am I am I going? Is that a stretch there? Saying that's not actually loving your neighbor, letting those people across.
2: I'd say it's not only not loving my, my immediate neighbor of fellow Americans, but it's not loving towards the migrants either. You know I mean? Look at the rape trees. Look at, you know, just the terrible, the, like say, the human trafficking that goes yeah. on with this. You know, this, this yeah. is modern day slavery and, and we're just letting it happen?
0: We're, we're facilitating the market uh, and the laws when actually rightly applied for the purpose of loving your neighbor uh, near and far off are supposed to disincentivize evil. Right. But if we're incentivizing it, that seems to be unloving to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh We could
1: also put that verse in its proper context. Um it's it's really clear that what Jesus is saying is that you you love those who you are in a position to love, uh specifically those within proximity to you using the example of the good samaritan, right? Mm-hmm. Um so who who is my neighbor? The the first answer to that is Who's
0: literally next to you? Who's in Who's in need that you see and you can help? Exactly. Yeah. So, perfect. Um, so I, I think we can we can point out how Rob pointed out it's miscontextualized and then also it's misapplied, uh, even if you did want to force shoehorn a, a context into it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, next, le- anything else on the Texas side before we go to the breaking new? uh rap song of our generation. Let's go for
1: it, man. I can't wait. Okay.
0: All right. Uh I are we supposed to be Daily Wire friendly here, or can we do I have to pull any punches on this specific
2: <laughs> I stopped uh, doing Daily Wire back when Shapiro started shilling for masks and vaccines. That's just me though. Yeah that was times so I've
1: weird. reached out to them for advertising and they haven't even responded with a price structure so don't care So
2: ADP all the way all right I like it the only news overlord is better than god king
0: that matters I would say overlord is better than god king uh, across the board um I also yeah uh I also was uh very disappointed with the masks and the vax and then the Dave Rubin uh platforming as well so but we won't talk about that now we'll just talk about this tom mcdonald um ben shapiro rap i think and i don't know much about tom mcdonald but if i wanted to be i don't know a rap i don't and i don't know much about him at all except the way he looks if i wanted to create a psyop where i got a demoniac Into the conservative culture, I would make it look like Tom McDonald, and then I would tell him to rap about conservative adjacent things. Also,
1: who who is I in this scenario? Just just really curious.
0: Just saying that if if that was my strategy, he looks like a strategy that I would use uh, for that. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, one thing I hate about rap culture is the constant uh fronting of how successful how number 1 how much money you have how you're better than everybody else um it's and that uh that song was all about that just i i hate that part of rap culture too it's all about me 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 i i i um for most of it and uh i know somebody's going to get on here and be like well you don't listen to the good rap and <laughs> we only
1: have one viewer
0: yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he and or she is a rap enthusiast. Um, yeah, name is <laughs> yeah. Negative viewers at this point. Uh, but yeah, it was all very fronting the whole about me, prideful rap. Um, and not to mention, I can't stand the way this Tom McDonald guy looks. I mean, you've got a dude with uh, piercings in his face. And I'm just going to say it. Uh, women are objects of beauty. Men are beasts of burden. And only women should adorn their faces with jewelry and diamonds and stuff. I think a dude doing it just looks wrong. Especially when he's got like a bull ring piercing in the nose. Just go in there. But I want to know your guys' thoughts. You, you can disagree with me. Guys' night allows for that.
2: Well, uh, so I'll, I'll push back a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I'm with you on the whole, you know, he looks ridiculous thing. But, um, I don't know. I think they're, I'm torn because part of me says, well, it's nice to have, you know, someone putting out some good ideas in that genre. And mm-hmm. I've, I've heard some of Tommy Donald's stuff here and there. You know, I'm not, not a big rap guy. I mean, this may surprise you, but, um, but no, I've heard a few of the songs here and there and, and I've liked what I've heard for the most part. Um, Okay. Is he is he a a, a true you know right wing Christian conservative? No, um, is he an anti communist? Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: and so we're he's a. Do you think he's a true co belligerent? Then
2: I, I would say I I don't know how, how true is true, but I, I think so probably. I've not seen a okay. reason to think not. Now he doesn't have so, the same I, values we do. He doesn't have the same morals that we do exactly. Mm-hmm. But as far as not liking the commie crap, yeah. Okay, and, and having that put out there for folks who only ever hear, you know, the
0: mainstream rap, to put it that way, mm-hmm.
2: that may okay. be a good thing.
0: And I'll say my objection, other than the all about me content of the song, uh, is primarily his face. So yeah, if there's if there's if there's something more deep than my objection to his face, then by all means, go for it.
2: Well, try, maybe you should try listening to music and not watching the music,
0: because I hear Video you can just listen to music too. kill the radio star.
2: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we're old school.
0: That's a valid point. Do we <laughs> want our? <laughs> All right, you know, you, you, I'm
2: sure you could add Tom O'Donnell next to your Brian sovay You know, it'd be good to go, man. <laughs> I
0: would. I would never dream of it. The <laughs> solist. The sweet psalmist of Ogden is in a category all his own. I'm waiting for, for the rap,
2: the rap, uh, not Psalm sing, mm. but the psalm rap album,
0: mm. which Psalm should he rap Psalm two, It goes hard.
2: I was thinking Psalm 27. That would, that'd be a good rap.
0: Okay. Brian survey. You're welcome. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but that's right. my take, Rob, what do you think, man? Yeah. Well, here's
1: my, my take on the whole Tom McDonald thing. Um, I think it's. I think conservatives. I think a lot of us, or a lot of them, because I don't even want to group myself in with anybody anymore, but are are so used to operating out of a defeatist mindset that when we see a little glimmer of something, we just they <laughs> see. I'll go back to we. Um, they want to just kind of grasp onto it. Right. So so we see somebody who's in a genre of music that's typically actually rap is probably more based than a lot of other stuff out there these days. But <laughs> but they see something that resonates with them in part, and then they immediately want to latch onto it and glorify it. And oh, this guy's a hero and he's doing a great job. And they end up looking past all the things that's actually wrong with it and how it actually hurts the conservative movement. Um, and my I I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but my, I guess my disappointment is that now you have, you know, Ben, who is a very well known voice in the conservative movement, not necessarily somebody that I would say I'm not, that I would think is the poster boy for it, Mm -hmm. but now he's diving into this world and it's, it's why? Why? I I really feel that in the last few years, um, what I've seen out of the a lot of the mainstream conservative voices is that they're they're in the entertainment industry now. Um, I'm not opposed to conservatives being in the entertainment industry. I think we need that. I think if you look at some of the stuff that's coming out of Angel Studios, and that th- that's awesome. But culture cultural commentators don't need to be in the entertainment industry. And and it, it's just really apparent that these guys were rooted in theater and steeped in theater at the beginning of their career and in their early days. And now that they've gained some measure success, it's almost like they're trying to push back to that.
0: I, I agree with what you're saying. And it reminds me of, um, kind of my initial response a couple of years ago too. And this is right along a line of an objection I had when, um, and I'll say I will say this about Daily Wire. They were definitely um they were my gateway drug into conservatism um on a popular level. I was just and, thinking the same thing. Yeah, and then I just kept going. Um so I have I have a leftist tears tumbler from when I was um when I was a subscriber a couple of years ago. And are are you guys familiar with No Quarter November?
2: No.
0: Uh, Is our are? viewer though? is our viewer. Um, are you familiar with Uh, it, Rob? Yes. Okay. So I, uh, I put a no quarter November over the leftist tears Tumblr, uh, a couple weeks ago, just, I had the, I had the sticker. So I just stuck it on there. I was like, it'll go here. Uh, and as I did it, I thought, ah, we're evolving. Um, but (laughs) daily wire was definitely my, my gateway drug into, well, Twitter, in fact, and then, uh, and then Christian Twitter and then Christendom Twitter. Um, so we can we can think Daily Wire. And I, I do appreciate a lot of what Matt Walsh is doing. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate uh, some of the things Michael Knowles says, um, especially his phrase is used frequently that everything is theological uh, yeah. at a fruit level. Totally agree with him on that. Uh, even though our finer points on certain theological issues would differ, he he understands that truth. Uh, and I appreciate that every time I have heard him say it. Um but when i was a brand new subscriber i think it was like my first backstage or something i was going to watch and it was where they did it at this uh what amphitheater did they do it at they rented out a big one and it was all a big theater kid show they had smoky mike and and i was so disappointed i was wanting some incisive insightful discussion um that i'd gotten from them on, on several occasions and it it looked like they were wanting to be entertainers, like like Rob said, not going into the. And, and this is my
1: point. And you see the same thing with James O'Keefe, right? Um, with with whatever he was trying to do last year with the whole dance routines and all that. You see the same thing even mm-hmm. Um And I'm not saying that people should just stay out of entertainment. I understand shooting promos for your shows and making it fun and making it funny, but it. But it really seems to me that a lot of people in the conservative media. And if you look back, Mike, Mike was an actor, right?
0: Hmm. And he's probably
1: hasn't. What's that? Michael Knowles. Yeah. 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 He was an actor. I didn't Um, know that. I thought
0: he was an author with, uh, his reasons to vote for Democrats book.
1: (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure he was in a movie at some point before he got Ah, into, um, and I, It seems to me that a lot of people kind of start off in there. They went to school for drama. They went to school for theater. They got Mm -hmm. involved in the conservative movement. And then now they're circling back to bring about, Mm. I don't mean it as a mean way, their failed entertainment careers, Mm -hmm. but kind of just wish they would have stayed where they were Mm because they were doing a good job.
0: Yeah. No, I I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what I'm trying to say, I'm not convinced that it's the right thing to do. But I don't know that it's necessarily wrong to to be entertaining or to do silly things like the rap thing. I mean, because like, let's be honest. I mean, no one's going to to watch that and be like, "Whoa, Ben Shapiro's awesome." I didn't like him before. Now I do. You know, and <laughs> you know, those who do like him, they're going to laugh and say that's funny. You well, know? that, I think, the, that I,
1: I think the problems more. Who is he doing it with?
2: Yeah, and yeah, like like. The, well, I mean, well, to be well, fair, Ben nor Tom McDonald share half Christian values. Like they're well, not. To,
0: say, to be fair, yeah. Ben's not even a conservative.
2: True. Um,
0: there's that? I'll say, fisc—he's a fiscal conservative, uh, but a fiscal conservative does not a full conservative make.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, I, I love hanging out uh, with friends and saying that for the first time to a group of friends, and they look at me like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, let me tell you about well, classical more- liberalism."
1: he's more than a fiscal conservative though. I mean, he's, he's conservative on probably the most important topic in the culture. Right.
2: Well, here's, yeah. But, but here's, here's my problem is that, well, conservatives, that's not going to help this culture. That's not going to advance the cause of Christ in this world, you know, trying to, to conserve the 1980s. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's what it is nowadays for the most, but that's what mainstream conservative is. You know, let's go back to the Reagan years. Oh, okay, great, yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I no. just found out recently that no fault divorce. Uh, that was on Reagan, apparently. Like mm. he's the one that ushered in that. So, yeah. look into his gun <laughs> Not <stuff sometime>. conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look into his gun stuff. He said, "Phil, yeah. okay, are we allowed to say the G word if we're on YouTube?" Gun.
2: We can't show them being modified. I think is the rule.
0: No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I look so. if I put like a a prefix or a suffix on gun, is that a modification? Gunnery. Dang. Gunnery. Now we're demonetized. Way to go. Dang it. So sorry. <laughs> I'll need to apologize. <laughs> That's one for strike on our another. channel right there. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to apologize <laughs> to our overlord for that. Um yeah, I think those are all pretty good uh view or pretty good uh yeah, observations, views on the the Tom McDonald, Ben Shapiro. Um I'll just I'll close it with this. It's the rap video nobody asked for. Um, I, think I, I think I will say that nailed it. <laughs> but given our depravity, we probably deserved it. A, oh man, what's this that? Is our penance. <laughs> what's that Batman line? Um, okay. Not the, not hero, we the des- hero
2: we deserve. or the hero we got.
0: Go yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not the rap uh, song we wanted, but it's the rap song we deserved. Uh, I don't know. I probably uh butchered that in a few different ways um but phil what wisdom does your dad have for us this week so my
2: dad's wisdom piece that that i actually have thought of before but i had read like my notes um dad's wisdom when i became a father he said you know he said it's important to keep my that as a father you are there to be um a safety net for your son but not a harness Mm-hmm. And if you have ever done like a ropes course or something like that, you know, and you have the harness on, the little strap went up to the cable above you, you know. Um, th- the hardest challenge is to not hang on to the rope that's attached to your harness, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to you know try to walk out there and then, like, oh, I'm getting tippy and I grab that there. Um, and if you fall, okay, your, your harness is right there and it catches you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if you just had a safety down underneath there, it'd be a lot more dangerous. Uh, i be well, maybe be a lot more scary, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And and falling down would be have more consequences. And so with our with our sons and, and daughters, I'm sure too. Um, especially with the sons, it's as a dad, he said, you know, you really want to to watch him and let him hurt himself just enough to learn a lesson, but not enough to maim or kill himself. And so uh, I think that's kind of some good advice. I've, I've been following as a father. That, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but to get him, he do something stupid, and I, I might warn him. I might not. And, you know, the burned hand is the best teacher. So, so that's my dad advice there from, from I, my dad.
0: I don't know if, if the Air Force or Marines say it, but in the Army, heard all the time when, when a, a soldier would attempt something and it would go poorly um, in such a way that it, it would leave it an impact. Uh, they would say learning has occurred. Like, so yeah, <laughs> training has occurred. Yeah, yeah, learning has occurred. The, the learn from the front hand. All right, <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, being a safety net, not a harness. Um, Rob, do you have any coffee wisdom for those of us that are Man. are culinarily stuck in our college bachelor days? All right,
1: so. Simple entry-level gateway coffee wisdom. Um, mm. If you actually just want to start experiencing coffee in the more of the cof- coffee culture, special degree level, um, start with a French press. Okay. They're super affordable, um, and they're super easy, and you get to learn the process. Um, I think you can get a French press for like 10 bucks these days. Mm -hmm. And with that, find some uh, locally roasted coffee or go to my website uh, and make sure it's roasted fresh and start playing around.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when you say roasted fresh, I do know a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. a buddy of mine owned a coffee shop when I lived in Florida and he was telling me about the importance of roasted fresh and everything. Uh, And he was telling me like, if you go by Starbucks, for instance, it's been in the supply chain for so long, you could have six to 12 month old roasted coffee. Um, and I don't know, and I hope Starbucks doesn't sue me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not claiming that's fact. That's what he told me. No,
1: no, um, first of all, no, no company operating on that level, mm-hmm. as far as size and scope of the company is going to keep six to 12 months of supply within their supply chain. Cause that actually okay. ties up a tremendous amount of capital. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know how, um, I don't know how fresh your we would we would put file con, Starbucks under conventional coffee. Um, conventional would be your Folgers, your Maxwell house, your Starbucks, pretty much anything you can get in the grocer. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- conventional coffee is not known for being super fresh. Um, okay, Maybe it's thirty days, maybe it's not. The freshest coffee, the the best time to consume coffee from the time it was roasted is in about 72 hours. Okay. Um, so three days after roasting uh, is when you're going to have the best experience. And the the sweet spot is probably three to 10 days. Um, and then from there, it'll, it'll start to dwindle. And I'd say after about 30 days, you're stepping into the conventional coffee realm. You're not going to get as much of the characteristics that you will. Um, it's still good. I mean, I'll, I'll still pull a shot of espresso off of a bag that I've had for a month. But it's just not—it's uh, not
0: as good. Okay. And so, if I'm doing a French press and I go and I get a French press, uh, mm-hmm. my understanding, as basic as it is, is water that's at 211 degrees or just been boiled is not ideal. Is this correct? Is it, it
1: can, yeah. So, what, can, so what happens is if the water's um, so 205 degrees is my cap. And okay. I usually do between 195 and 205 degrees. I'll actually, um, set my kettle for, uh, for two Oh nine, because in my mind, as you're pouring, you're losing some of that temperature to the air. Okay. Um, I haven't tested that with a thermometer in the pot yet, but maybe I should. But, uh, anyway, the reason you don't want boiling water is boiling water actually starts to cook the bean as opposed to just extracting its goodness. So when you, when you brew coffee with boiling water, you get start getting some bitters, um, some notes that you really don't need to have nor want. It doesn't aid in caffeine extraction. Uh, there's no benefit to brewing it super hot water. So yeah, 105, the 205 is a sweet spot.
0: What do you lose the more you cook a bean?
1: It's not so much what you lose, it's what you gain. You gain bitter flavor.
0: Do you lose caffeine though? the more you
1: cook a bean. I, I have not read that.
0: Okay.
1: Now, when you're I'm talking so about okay. roast, when you're talking about roast levels, mm-hmm. um, a, a dark roast is going to have lost uh, more caffeine okay. than a light and a medium roast. So if, okay. you're, looking for, if you're looking for high caffeine, mm-hmm. there's certain varieties that are going to carry more caffeine. Arabica, Arabica, ab- 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 Arabica, ab- uh, I'm going to start rapping. Arabica oh, no, is <laughs> one uh robusta is another. Um they're hmm. known to have a higher ca- caffeine content. Look for those varieties and look for lighter roasts. You're not going to have mm-hmm. that bold flavor of a dark roast, um but you will get more caffeine in your cup that way.
0: Okay. So I've got my my water 105 to 95 or nine, 195 to 205. to
1: 205. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh what kind of grind am I looking for in a French press then? Coarse. Coarse. Okay. Course and grind. okay. How coarse? Yep.
1: Um like well, how do I measure it? How do I know it? Yeah, so if you're if you're going to um if you're buying it ground, um a, a drip grind is gonna be a little bit finer than mm. what I typically prefer in a French press, but it will work.
0: Okay.
1: Um the best thing to do is if you're again, if you're ordering from North coffee, uh mm-hmm. you could select course grind right on our website, and it is the right grind for a French press. Um or if you're purchasing from a a local roastery, which I also think people need to support their local businesses as much as I want you to buy my stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. tell them, tell them, Hey, I want it ground for a French press. If they don't know what to do, don't buy coffee from them. They don't know what they're selling you.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we're doing beyond that. There's, you know, you can get, I have a grinder back there that, you know, I can dial in for anywhere from espresso to French press, but I feel like that's not, Pertinent to this conversation, that's a nine hundred dollars piece of equipment. It's mm. we're just talking about
0: the gateway right now, right? Not the yeah, <laughs> not the uh, and, and doing it right. <laughs> so one ninety five to two hundred five coarse grind. Um, yep. what's the uh, what's the steep or brew time? How do you is it all brew right? Or yeah, or is it steep.
1: Brew. I prefer brew. Um, yeah, brew so when, so you you're gonna do uh you're gonna way out mm-hmm. a one to 17 coffee to water ratio for your French press. Okay. So for every gram of coffee, you're going to want yeah, we're going metric. You're going to want a gram of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put this into, um, 12s by the way.
0: You just, you just gave me a one for one.
1: Yeah. So every gram of coffee, you're going to want about 17 grams of water. Okay. Um, most kitchen scales have a gram or an ounce function on them, so you can you know, toggle between that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to put your coffee in the bottom of the dry French press. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing you can do is, is actually preheat that. If you really want to get fancy with it, mm-hmm. put some hot water in that French press. Let the glass get hot, pour it out. It's going to help your, um, your brew maintain temperature longer. Uh, so you put your grinds in your French press, and you're going to put just enough water in there essentially to wet all the grinds. And then from there, you've got 30 to 60 seconds of what we call bloom. The reason we call it bloom is if you have super fresh coffee that's been roasted within seven to 10 days, you're going to see that coffee start to expand like Mm -hmm. a flower. Um, It doesn't really look like a flower. It looks gross, but (laughs) after 30 to 60 seconds, you want to go ahead and finish pouring in your water. Excuse me. Um, I like to give it a little swirl when I'm doing that to kind of, get everything fully incorporated. Mm -hmm. From that point, I'm going to wait three minutes and then I'm going to go ahead and push the filter down on the French press and pour my cup. I don't like to let coffee sit in the French press. Uh, The downside of the French press is it is an immersion brewer, meaning that you're immersing the coffee in water. But even though you've pushed those grinds down, that water is still interacting with that coffee in the bottom. Mm -hmm. So it's best to do brew fresh, serve fresh. Uh, If you got extra throw it in the Mason jar, toss it in the fridge for some iced coffee later on.
0: All right. So we've got the uh, temperature you need, the water, the amount of grounds you need, and the brew time. Anything you want to throw into that on the – that's enough to get you started.
1: That's enough to get – That's that was what got me going on this trajectory that mm-hmm. ultimately ends up there.
0: <laughs> All right. So I, it's a gateway drug uh, in – in the as far as the process of coffee goes, yeah, yeah, and like so
1: many other drugs, you realize it's much more lucrative to be a dealer, um, right. and it supports yeah. your habits. So,
0: alrighty. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, that's good on the coffee side. Phil's gonna teach us about some squares. Now, not all squares are the same, uh, that's true. A couple different types with you, right, Phil? We do, and I think that Rob has some too for other visuals. If he wants to show, I'm the off. only one that doesn't have his squares with him. Yeah, so, so yeah.
2: we'll be taking your man card after this show, just so you know. Yeah, but, um, I'm sorry.
0: So yeah, this kind of square is called a speed square mm-hmm. and
2: a conventional square. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting, if you're totally into this, is that they're not actually square, right? At least I got a little L-shaped thing here, and I have a triangle-shaped thing here. But they're called a square because it helps you get a right angle. Right angles mean a square. When you are making cuts and drawing lines on wood and other things like that. Um, mm-hmm. The speed square is actually also,
0: very cool. hmm? also called a carpenter square correct you can
2: call it a carpenter square yes because it is set up all these different unless numbers you're a and, carpenter and lots yeah all the stuff if you're a carpenter you don't call it a carpenter square ah. it's called a speed square um but these numbers are set up for making different cuts at different angles if you're cutting for roof beams you want to have um a 10 foot board be a certain angle and have a certain amount of drop from you know over over space um mm-hmm it has, this is the to, to do that. I am going to do all that right now, but what's nice about this is you have this nice little lip right along here. And basically, if you had a board, which I don't have a board in here, really. Um, we use this stuff, it's my board. You can set this right on there. And what's nice is that if this, if your board is, has a straight edge to it, and you put it on there, you hold it on tight, and now you have a line that's perpendicular, a good right angle line, across your board a square line if you will a square line if you will yes Mm. so you draw your line there and you have a nice square um one thing that's cool on this little guy is you have these notches right here you see and so the first notch is at one inch every notch is a quarter inch after that so let's say i wanted to draw a line at one and a half inches i could put my pencil right in here and i could slide this along my edge it would give mm. me a nice line right there. I don't have to you know, get a tape measure or a chalk line and mark it out and get it down that way. I can just and slide would, it and draw a straight some, line.
0: Some would say that's speedy.
2: It is speedier, than going in other you know, words. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. So you have that. Um, obviously, it also has this 45 degrees. If you need a 45, you slap it on something. Boom, I got a 45.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: what's neat on this one is you have this little divot right back here. Mm-hmm. And... That is your pivot point. And if you wanted to get a different degree line, well, you would look at your degrees out here in this edge. And if I wanted to have a, I don't know, a 30 degree um, line, you take it and you bring it down. So it's 30 is along the edge of your line there. And now you have a 30 degree line here. Okay. So you can get quick, speedy. Angles mm-hmm. that you want on a board, um, very useful when you're doing framing and whatnot. If I'm doing fine woodworking, I don't use this for my angles. I'm using more protractor and that kind of stuff, really getting it right. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have a good miter saw or chop saw, you dial it in that way. Um, but but yeah, this is good for for rough and tumble. If you're out there just making quick cuts, knocking something two by fours, this is what you want. So, and this guy, um, it's a regular square again. You got the right angle here. Right angle here, good straight lines, pretty solid. A little flex to it, but it's pretty solid, and doesn't get too bent on you too easily. And you have rulers on here, also a ruler on this guy. So if you wanted to quick measurements, um, this is at about seven and gosh, seven and a, an eighth inch, which is basically two two by fours put together, three and a half inch or two by four. So mm-hmm. you can lay it across two two by fours and get the same line across two, which is nice.
0: So but, you said that's two two by fours at seven and how long?
2: Well, seven inches, but then you have a you know slight bit of gap to it, maybe, and so mm-hmm. it, it hang, overhangs a little bit too. So about seven inches, you can put it but, across there and draw your line the whole way across and not like stop short.
0: I, what I wanted to do real quick um, for maybe our our viewer, if it's a young man who's never swung a hammer, mm-hmm. is point out that um, the fours and two by fours are not actually four full inches. Um, yes, I've heard legend say that they were once. In bygone years, I don't know if that's true, uh, but what so I do let me, know is let me, true. Let me
1: jump in on the on the lumber.
0: Yeah. Oh, hit, You, you, hit you hit actually still can. With...
1: When you, when you purchase rough sawn lumber, hmm. right, which means that the lumber hasn't been surfaced yet, you smooth We actually purchase a two by four in two by four inches. Okay. So, lumber is cut. So, if you're making a two by four for framing, lumber is is rough sawn on a bandsaw or a head saw to yeah. two inches by four inches, but then it is run through a planer where it's surfaced and made smooth and the edges are, um, oh, why can't I think of the word right now? Rounded. Rounded. <laughs> <laughs> Crayons! <laughs> where the edges are um, rounded and you end up with a inch and a half by three and a half inch dimensioned piece of lumber, but it actually started off as a two by four.
0: yeah Okay. Yeah, and the reason I wanted to point that out is I have heard stories where young men have gone to their first job on the work site and they've been told to grab a two by four, and they've taken their tape measure and they've they've returned empty-handed, Can't find uh, saying there's no two by fours um, because they've been looking for something that was actually two inches by four inches and you don't you don't find that generally. So what's
2: more what's more important for not the guy working construction site but just doing work around the house building something. Mm. Is you gotta bear in mind that when you get a two by four, it's not two by four, it's three and a half by one and a half, because you lose yeah. a quarter inch on each side of it, right? So a quarter yep. inch top and bottom, that's half an inch gone, quarter to the sides. But the length, if it's an eight foot, is eight feet. Okay, so if you're planning out how much wood you need, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta measure that out, figure out you know what, what I need. Bear in mind that if you're gonna cut this thing, your saw blade is probably an eighth of an inch thick. Okay, so you're going to lose that every cut you make. Um, but when you're planning, if you're in, uh, drawing your own designs out for something, where, say you're building a, a table or a stool or something, mm-hmm. um, shelf, that's easy thing to do. So you drawing that out, you know, as you draw your dimensions, bear in mind that two by fours, you know, and, and same thing if it's two by six, same thing. It's an inch and a half by five and a half inches. All right, mm-hmm. so take off a half inch for whatever the, the thickness and the width are. But your length is actually truly what the length is.
0: Yeah, and I want to I want to point out an existential truth um, amidst this conversation, um, and kind of the reason I was asking specific questions of Rob and the coffee, um, and I appreciate Phil's specific um, discussion on the length and width uh, of wood is so when you're flying and you got a dual cockpit aircraft, one of our communication principles is basically be explicit. Like don't say, Hey, flip that switch over there. You're, you've got to be explicit um, or specific about what you're communicating uh, because I don't know if you know this or not, but sloppy communication and cockpits uh, can kill people. So uh, my existential application of, of that concept is specificity is a virtue uh, and so what I hope our young listener, uh, learns in this, whether it's coffee or working on the construction site or projects at home or flying an aircraft, uh, get, get your mind thinking in specifics, be explicit about what you're doing specific with what you're doing. Um, cause that, uh, that gets better results than just generally showing up and, kind of just giving your, your best shot at it without focusing on what you're doing. Uh, and I want to tie this into Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. 29. Um, this is part of being excellent at what you do. Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine 29 says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Scripture venerates men who excel at their work Um, and this very much applies to, uh, not in a anal retentive way, but in a attentive way of, um, sweating the details in a sense, like being specific, explicit, measuring out your work, whether it's coffee or it's construction. Um, so that's, yeah. So you guys both gave very good examples on, um, being attentive and specific with your work, whether it's construction or coffee. Uh, so yeah, I hope our listener takes this. Uh, with him. Uh, I assume it's going to be guys listening to the show. Poor guy (laughs) listening to the show. Um, But yeah, very, very good lessons um, from both you guys. And uh, I hope they can take the general concept to being specific um, along with them on that. Well, can I jump uh, on that real quick? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so one of the things that, like I said, on specifics there, um, if you're doing fine craftsmanship coffee or, or building something. Um, One thing that I found doing, doing fine woodworking, like, you know, cabinetry and that kind of stuff, building real, real tight, nice looking stuff Mm -hmm. is you have to get all of the basic details just as precise and perfect as possible. If you want the whole thing to turn out well, right. Mm -hmm. You know, Rob talks about, Hey, you need to make sure that you're between, you know, 195 and 205, you know, and maybe even 209 for what you lose in the air. Like that's detailed to get that good overall product. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and when I was first started woodworking, I you know I, I just I use rough and tumble stuff. That's all I had, and I could never make very good looking stuff until I bought mm-hmm. a jointer and a planer, which makes things like boards perfectly straight and exactly the right dimension you want. And then I can make things fit nicely and make beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for our lives, right? And for mm. so our Christian walks. And mm-hmm. if you're fudging the small details, um, your end product's going to suck. You know, if, if you're, you know, cutting corners and you're sitting a bit here and a bit there and you're not too worried about it, it's just little stuff, just little details. You know, yeah, I'm not really as devoted as I should be or, or you know, I'm not taking the time to read my Bible at all, really, you know, half the time. And, and, but, you know, I, I got the big stuff down. I go to church and I do all that. And, and um, you know, I, I get family worship in, you know, every once in a while. Um, man, you know, if you don't get the fine details, your Christian walk is not going to be overall squared away. It's, so,
0: and that reminds me. So the the proverb says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before Kings. Come uh, on, dude. I think, <laughs> That's... I think of us at the end of our Christian walk, yeah, regardless I'm... of whether or not we, we excelled in our work, we're going to stand before the King. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's going to ask, well, you know, with the talents I gave you, like, Mm. were you, were you trying to fine tune? I'm like, no one's going to do perfect, but were you working to fine tune, um, the talents and opportunities I gave you, whether it's in work or in family, uh, community and that kind of stuff. So yeah, there, regardless of how we excel or not, we're going to stand before a king and have to answer for that. Um, you said, you were, you said something a second ago, Rob, what were you? I didn't, Um,
1: well I, I don't know, but i I got something to say now i think I think I kind of just summarize what we're talking about here as um uh, when I look at the culture, especially the, the you know church culture in America, um, I think a lot of people seem to talk about you know being saved mm-hmm. when did you get saved 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 saved, saved save, saved and that's great but i think I think the time has come that we need to yeah, yeah, being saved is enough for salvation mm-hmm. but if you actually read the Bible and if you actually study the first century church, there is a tremendous amount of Christian life that follows that. Yep. It is. It, yeah. This, this walk is more about getting out of going to hell by the skin of my teeth. Um, yep. not going to lay out all the details of that here because quite frankly, I, I think that knowledge uh, uh, without revelation is, can be pretty useless. Mm. Um, so go to your scriptures and study that study the early church uh, read the book of acts and and see what's going on there and and start to catch a vision for what it actually means to be a disciple of Christ not just one who's simply
0: saved by Christ and i i 100% agree um and it it's surprising when you and i've I've asked people this question and got surprising answers and you ask them what's the great commission they say mm-hmm. well spread the gospel I'm like no disciple mm-hmm. the nations and yep. that starts by sharing the gospel Um, and Paul, and this, um, Paul justifying his ministry at one point says, did I not share with you the whole counsel of scripture? Like there is, um, there is more than gospel, not to diminish gospel, but gospel awakens you and saves you to that life to then walk further and deeper every day for the rest of your life in. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree, Rob. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And on that note, I think we're trying to keep this at about an hour, right? I think I think we're right there, man. I think this is a good good yeah. note to wrap on. I'm I'm Not looking at
1: rap we saw earlier, but you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we end now, it'll be a better rap than uh Ben and old Tom old McDonald. Remember you. conservative
2: rap or C rap, like C wire, just spells yeah. crap.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note, uh you guys got what you paid for. <laughs> We're still guys. <laughs> it's still night. It's still night. And we'll see you at an unspecified time in the future. <laughs> Bye.